Hi, everyone. This week's recipe is a delicious, refreshing razzle drink, along with instructions on how to make date paste. When you soak dates in hot water, then blend it or rather puree the dates, then you get a date paste that's the best sugar substitute you can use. You can even bake chalice with it. As we said in the past, there isn't an exact science to substituting sugar for date paste. It's safe to say with date puree, you can use a one-to-one ratio. For substituting syrup or honey, use slightly more paste since those are more concentrated sugar. So be sure to check out the recipe. Here are some questions that came in this week. Question. A doctor told me it's important to do 12 minutes of exercise or eat something within first half an hour of wake up. What do you say to it and what is good to eat? Is almonds or an apple okay? Also, you said to drink water first thing, so how would you work it? Firstly, about the exercise, generally, it's better to eat something, even something small, before exercising. Exercising on an empty stomach may leave you feeling lightheaded because of the sugar level drop. However, exercising in the morning gives the metabolism a great boost. Fruit is recommended. It's a good idea to drink in the morning and that would happen before the fruit. I just want to reiterate here that everything discussed on this line over here on this podcast applies only as long as there is no existing medical concern or condition such as high sugar or diabetes. Another point that's so crucial for a successful dieting, and that is to choose your specific path with dieting and stick to that. If you, don't, if you try to dance at 10 weddings in one night, then you won't be anywhere. Every diet has its own idea, and they're usually contradictory to other diets. So it's really important to be very specific about your diet approach. Question. Can you give an example of a day's menu? This question comes in every so often, and I have a hard time answering it simply because there's no one ideal menu. What is ideal? Ideal is doing what works for you, whatever suits your lifestyle. The point is to keep away from junk. We share recipes to help you with that, to give you, you know, other food ideas. You really can live without cake, pizza, and refined starches. I'll share with you one good tip, and that is to schedule your eating. Don't eat eat all, all day or go without food for hours. Both of these habits weaken the metabolism. The goal is to have a healthy and fast metabolism. Question. I'm eating right, the right foods, and not too much. Interestingly, I'm not feeling hungry, nor am I losing weight. What's wrong? Usually, if you're not feeling hungry, even at mealtimes, it's related to constipation. It's very hard to lose properly when there's constipation. Especially on a healthy diet, the body preserves calories and doesn't lose unless all systems are balanced. Question. I do everything right all day. I eat healthy meals and snacks, drink water and do exercise. Night comes and I binge on everything inside. Wow. That sounds painful. Just know you're not alone. I hear this a lot. Very common problem. There are a few aspects to the solution. First of all, you want to rule out true hunger. Sometimes we're overly ambitious during the day. We're feeling so good that we're on a diet and losing that we eat too little. So make sure that's not the issue. The other reasons for binging can be either emotional or simply addiction. 
Many of us connect relaxing and resting with food. In order to change that, you might need emotional support from either a life coach or a support group or a partner to diet along with. You can refer to a book. It's called the Beck Diet Workbook. Beck, as in B as in boy, E-C-K. It's written by a cognitive behavioral therapist. It's a workbook with really powerful exercises to retrain your brain. So it's really worth giving it a try. A client shared with me this week a great cheer on Torah Anytime. The speaker is Rep. Shimon Spitzer. It's titled, Understanding the Secret to Changing Habits. He explains how our habits become our nature, and changing a habit is like going against nature. Try fighting gravity. It doesn't work. The only possible way to change, he says, is by first reaching a point of no return, or what we call rock bottom. There needs to be a feeling of my life is just not worth living this way. I'm ready to invest whatever it takes never to find myself here again. As long as dieting something I would like to do, you know, it would be really nice to fit into that dress, then there won't be that consistency which is so necessary for success. I'll share the class ID of the share so you can listen to it. It's 155201. I'll post the share on my status. And for those who want to listen by phone, here's Torah Anytime's number. It's 718-298-2077. You need to press 9 then the class ID, 155201, then pound. All right, that's that for the questions. We touched on the topic of gut health in the past. Today, we'll elaborate on that idea. It's actually really fascinating to learn how far-reaching the effect of our gut health is. The term used to refer to the bacteria found in the digestive tract is gut microbiome, or it can be referred to as gut flora. There's growing evidence that the health of our gut bacteria and gut lining affect our mind, mood, and our whole body in all kinds of ways, from minor effects such as energy level or the health of our skin to more major effects such as chronic inflammation or Hashimoto's disease. Our gut absorbs the nutrients we need for proper functioning. In fact, about 70% of our immune system is housed in the gut. The good news is that our gut is constantly communicating with us so we can know what's going on inside. That is, if we pay attention to its messages. Processed foods, such as corn syrup, for example, is not recognized as digestible, but rather as an attacker. The symptoms are subtle at the beginning, and as time goes on, they become more severe until we can't ignore it anymore. The goal is to be smart and pay attention to our gut health before it's too late and the damage is already done. The symptoms of poor gut health can range from unhealthy looking skin, to getting colds and streps often, to constipation or cramps, etc. A popular way to control gut health is with prebiotics and probiotics. These are two different products with different functions. 
What are prebiotics? These are dietary fibers that feed good bacteria in the gut. Foods that are prebiotics are onion, garlic, and legumes. Probiotics, on the other hand, are live cultures that aid in digestion and boost immunity. Probiotics is found in sauerkraut and in yogurt. Now, off track for a minute, I want to just stress the wonders of the prebiotic garlic here. Garlic is amazing because it's a natural prebiotic as well as an antibiotic. So when there's an infection, which is many times caused by poor gut health, our best defense in many cases is to simply eat garlic. Eat it fresh or take it in a capsule. It has amazing healing qualities. Our gut health, as we said, affects not only our physical health, but our mood and mental health as well. When digestion is compromised, there's a short supply of feel-good hormones. Cleaning up our diet can relieve brain fog, low mood, and low energy. And of course, our focus here, it relieves obesity. The idea that gut microbiome has a causal relationship with weight It's a recently discovered idea. An interesting scientific study was done to prove this point. What they did was they exposed mice that were germ-free with a really clean gut to bacteria from normal mice. It was observed that these clean mice developed a higher carb absorption as well as an increased fat storage in their fat cells. When you lose weight by eating more healthfully and cutting out highly processed foods and ingredients, one result is a decrease in unfriendly bacteria and an increase in friendly bacteria, which then helps you to maintain the weight loss. Some people call me to sign up and they wonder how my diet will help them since they eat mostly healthy. There's a very big difference between eating mostly healthy and eating strictly healthy. I don't mean having a treat not more than once a month. That you can handle. I'm talking about really being conscious on a daily basis about your snacks, when it is, and what it is. And again, not in an extreme way. We stay very practical. We make the diet doable. Your body is your possession. You take care of your house. You take care of your clothes. Take care of yourself, your insides. Your body is so much more than meets the eye. Give your insides the TLC, tender love and care that it needs. Be tuned into your health and your weight and keep yourself inspired with these podcasts. Have a great and successful week.